Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. Welcome back, folks. I hope you checking in, checking out this episode and everything, and I hope you're also checking out our other episodes on the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network. And that is what this podcast is presented by. I do want to say before we hop into the regular spiel. I do want to say I really appreciate all the support, um, you know, on the different platforms, on YouTube, on, you know, streaming, Apple, whatever you're doing. I do appreciate the support for not only all the podcasts we have at the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network, but specifically this one, Wrestling with Worldwide Podcast. Uh, and I really appreciate y'all. You know what I mean? Um, it was it was idea on the whim. But and I was like, you know what? I love this thing. I love to talk about it. Why not do a podcast? So I really do appreciate the the support. Um, we're gonna keep going, uh, keep doing our thing, and try to be as consistent as possible. So uh, I really appreciate my guests has also come on and added things to it as well. But today we're on a solo mission. Today uh, they gave me the mic, and uh, I got an ISO today. Um, all right, matches of the week. Um, oh, oh, also, my bad. I do want to say this episode is specifically dedicated to AEW. I want to say that this is an AEW appreciation podcast. Okay, podcast episode. I want to show some love. I've, you know, I'm a, I will say straight up, I am a WWE guy. However, I really enjoy AEW. Like, I'm not one of those, like, oh, one thing's better than the other. I can't watch the other one because, nah. Like, I, I, I like pro wrestling. So, AEW is a great product. I enjoy it. And because I haven't been able to truly dedicate true time to it, I wanted to put an episode out that, you know, show my love to it. You know what I mean? So, um, all right. Back to matches of the week. We have, uh, we have first of all, we have FTR in a tag match against Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold. That's hard to say. Um, and that is Juice Robinson and Jay White. Now, this was a really fun match. This this happened on AEW Collision this past Saturday. And, man, it, it just – I didn't – I mean, I kind of – all four wrestlers are amazing. FTR is one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, I would love to see them uh, um, go back to WWE and do their thing there just to get the, the kind of the appreciation they should have gotten when they were there. But FTR killed it, man. Like, FTR Bullet Club Gold, it was just a fun match. It was It was – Typical elite tag team wrestling, right? It was a lot of spots, but a lot of like hard hitting stuff. Like it wasn't guys waiting all waiting around for a guy to do a backflip onto him. Like it was really like, you know, hard hitting. And that's what I love about FTR. Like they don't hold back. Like they they take pride in being a physical tag team. They they kind of take their inspiration from the Steiner brothers, the you know, the Hart Foundation, different like different teams like that where it was Less high flying, but more just connectiveness as far as they're both trying to beat you up and they're going to find different ways to beat you up at the same time. You know what I mean? And that's what I really love about FTR. Bullet Club Gold, I'll be honest, not a, I wasn't a New Japan guy, right? I, I like New Japan. I'm, I'm becoming more exposed to New Japan. Uh, but the Bullet Club is kind of that's where it's from, right? So that's where Juice Williams, uh, Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White 
started at and that's where they've competed together and things of that nature. So I really hadn't been exposed to them that much. But to see this match, it really kind of showed me. I kind of already knew just by the presentation, just by they both can talk really well. They're both great on the mic. Both got swag. Bullet Club in general is like the new, like our age, you know, this generation's NWO. So I kind of knew like, all right, they got the swag, but this is my first time seeing them truly deliver in the ring. And it was great. It was amazing. It was a really good tag team match. Like that was pay-per-view, pay-per-view level tag team wrestling. And we got it for free on a Saturday night. So uh, can't be mad at that. Our other match of the week is CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Now, if you don't know, this is a huge uh, rematch. These guys haven't wrestled against each other in like 15 plus years or maybe even 17, whatever it was. They both were in Ring of Honor uh, back in the early 2000s. And uh, yeah, they had a classic match, right? They kind of changed the whole generation back then. But then now go full circle with what each of them have been through and you get a Samoa Joe versus CM Punk match again, like in AEW, I didn't think we'd get this match, you know? And so uh, not only to get it, but to get it to where both guys are still can still go. It isn't just, it isn't, you know, Undertaker Goldberg, you know, where two guys are washed and they have no business being in the ring. No, this was two guys who were really good, who still got it, uh, who know each other back and forward. And, yeah, it was just really fun. I think Samoa Joe is one of my favorite wrestlers just because I think he's re- extremely smart, right? I And you know me. You guys know me. Gunther's my favorite. I have plenty of other big guys who I like. But my main thing is I like a big guy who's smart, who's physical, who doesn't, who doesn't change their physicality based on who they're wrestling, right? I feel like a lot of big guys who can go sometime if they're facing a cruiserweight, they kind of lighten up a little bit. And then they're facing a big guy, they like, you know, go hard with the with the chops, with the power bombs and things of that nature. No, Samoa Joe, it don't matter who you are, you can get that work, you know. And so that's what I love about Samoa Joe, similar to Gunther. And so, yeah, and then CM Punk, I mean, CM Punk's great. Like, I'm a, I'm not going to defend his behavior all the time, but the one thing I will defend is his ability to perform in the ring. And those guys just, yeah, they just told a really good story. You know, and uh, Samoa dominated a lot of the match, um, as he probably should. But then, and it kind of made Samoa look like a monster, right? Because Samoa's the heel in this situation. Um, but then CM Punk found a way to get a W, right? This is, uh, by the way, this was a semifinal in the Owen Hart tournament, uh, which is kind of a term- tournament they put together. I think the first time was last year. Adam Cole won the whole tournament, where this year... Uh, we're going through it, and this was a semifinal matchup. And so it was CM Punk, Samoa Joe. CM Punk gets the win. He goes on to get in the finals to face Ricky Starks. And so that'll be fun. I believe that's going to be on Dynamite this week or on Collision. I'm pretty sure it'll be on Collision due to, obviously, CM Punk is kind of associated with AEW Collision right now. And so that'll be a fun one. Uh, but I, I really did enjoy Samoa Joe, CM Punk, and just seeing them go at it again and see. I wish they had a better crowd for it, to be honest. Like, I didn't think the crowd kind of truly knew the, the the history that they were seeing before then. Like, I think they kind of were like, oh, it's a cool little another match. All right, cool. But I don't think they understood, like, the full gravity of the situation. And so they and they and 
I mean, it's kind of been talked about how AEW's crowds have been struggling. They've been kind of dwindling a little bit. And I'll be honest, that's kind of had me kind of struggling with the product. Like, I've struggled, like, watching because I'm like, all right, these these crowd ain't, ain't hidden. But it's every show that I'm like, okay. Now, I will say a Forbidden Door, great crowd. But that was a sold-out arena. They don't really get that on a week-to-week basis, you know, so – um, but yeah, I try not to let the crowd or lack of crowd affect me, but sometimes AEW it is a little tough to not recognize that the crowd is a little, a little empty, right? A little light, a little light. Um, all right. That is for the, uh, matches of the week. Plenty of other great matches. If you heard, if you, uh, saw any great matches that you thought deserved to be on the matches of the week, hit me up. Let me know at worldwide Willis on Twitter um on and then Brandon was on Facebook. You can hit us up in the um at LMG at the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast on the Facebook group or at the LMG podcast on Twitter. So you can hit me up. Let me know match of the week that you thought was really good. Um there's always more than two. There's always plenty of matches that I probably missed. So let me know. Um all right so getting more into the AEW appreciation. One thing I really am enjoying right now is MJF and Adam Cole. That relationship is worth watching every week. So for those that don't tune in every week, Adam MJF, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, right? He's the guy. He's got the belt, the number one guy. Adam Cole right now comes back from it, is coming back from an injury. But he, again, like I mentioned, he won the Owen, Owen Hart Cup last year. Like, Adam Cole is one of the top guys in the business. So he's kind of challenging MJF. Originally, he was challenging MJF for the World Heavyweight title. Like, he's like, yo, I want I want an opportunity at it. Like, MJF, you're a coward. You don't, you don't wrestle enough. You don't uh, defend your belt enough, blah, blah, blah. But then we found out they're doing this blind eliminator. Uh, I think it's just a blind tag team tournament. And man, we'll touch on that that um, concept a little later. But it's genius because we get situations like this. MJF and Adam Cole. It was kind of a randomized. It's kind of like when you're playing 2K, WWE 2K, and you you create a tag team tournament, and you have the option to you know, select your partner, select the partners, uh, select the tag teams or randomize the tag teams and have partners that never tagged with each other, partners together. And that's kind of what they did with AEW. They had it randomized. And of course, uh, for story purposes, they put MJF and Adam Cole and a tag team together. And man, when I tell you it's been a home run, it's been a home run. They put them together, I want to say three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And they've had viral moments ever since. MJF is like, basically, Adam Cole is playing the, you know, older, doesn't want to be bothered with this stupid kid. I, I, I'm i kind of required to be your partner, but I don't really want to be your partner because I don't like you type of thing. And MJF is like the heel who's trying to be like, no, Adam, let's be besties. Let's be friends. Let's go. Let's. Like, we can be the best tag team ever, you know? And MJ's and MJF is telling Adam Cole, like, you know, hey, we're going to have some merch. Uh, for those that don't know, Adam Cole is – his, like, go-to thing is Adam Cole, baby. 
And then MJF slogan is, I'm better than you, and you know it. Well, MJF created these t-shirts to say, I'm better than you, baby, right? It's kind of merging the lines to the classic lines together. And it, honestly, it's a fire shirt. It's a really cool shirt. Like, I would like to get it. But, yeah, and, and Adam Cole was just like, what are we doing? And if you haven't seen, we've uh, check out our uh, at the LMG podcast on Twitter. I've posted a few of the viral moments that we've seen. So Adam Cole, the the beautiful thing about this this storyline is that MJF is doing a good job of like carrying it over in uh, low key real life. So if you don't know, Adam Cole is a huge gamer, huge gamer. He's big in the gaming space. Uh, he I think he Twitch streams like every night. He's a big part of used to be a huge part of up up down down with um xavier woods on youtube and you know since aw came he kind of split he's done he's doing his own thing right and so when he's streaming obviously he takes calls he reads reads um the discord or whatever well mjf <laughs> who is like the antithesis of adam cole mjf thinks people who play video games are nerds thinks they're virgins thinks they're you know all these different things calls them all these different things incels all these different things and so adam cole's on the discord one day in a stream and mjs mjf enters the discord and is like hey buddy uh i think our new special move should be the double clothesline i think that's i think that's our thing i think that's going to be our 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 you know, special tag team move that's going to win us the whole thing. And Adam Cole's like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you, like, you, you know, we have boundaries here, you know, and he keeps saying boundaries, boundaries. And it's just, bro, that MJF, Adam Cole relationship and dynamic has been amazing. Whoever came up with that concept, shout out to them, shout out to the producer, Nick Khan, whoever. MJF, Adam Cole, whoever came up with it, hitting home runs. Um, you, you, there's so many moments I could go over. Um, their first entrance together, hilarious. MJF comes out. Um, and he, MJF, if you don't know, and I've talked about MJF in this podcast before, he actually won our uh, best on the mic bracket uh, that me and Spencer did. Um MJF is the heel of all heels. He's the bad guy of all bad guys. He is what you want in a heel, right? He takes it on the on the television and off the television. He's acting the same way. He's going to be mean. He's going to be cruel. He's going to say crazy stuff. Well, the cool thing about this, when he's with Adam Cole, he, like, plays this, like, almost, like, corny, fake baby face and it's hilarious because we know who mj is mjf is like we know you're not this guy we know you're not the guy who like when you're walking down the ramp you go shake hands with kids and give them some gear or like you know he's not that guy but when he's with adam cole he plays like he's that guy and it's hilarious it's hilarious to see basically um mjf do a baby face impression you know uh baby face wrestler impression and that's kind of what's making it over the top funny. It's just like we know who MJF is. Like we know he at any moment he can say something wild to somebody, but he's really like leaning in and trying to be a, one of these baby faces. So um, that's been just great, man. And uh, 
I would suggest go on YouTube, look up MJF Adam Cole moments, and you'll you'll have a great time. You'll you'll laugh a few times, you know. And uh, that really, that that dynamic right there, I think, is carrying dynamite right now. Honestly, uh, AEW dynamite dynamite on Wednesday nights, and it's just it's just beautiful to see. Uh, I love it. I can't wait to see what they do next this week. Um, okay, I sort of men- mentioned the blind tag team tournament. I think it's blind tag eliminator tournament, but I, I got to get the correct wording down. I have to double check after this. But basically, like I said, it's a tournament of tag teams where they randomize the partners of those tag teams, and then they go to try to win and win the belt or win an opportunity to have a number one con- number one contender uh, opportunity against the tag team champions, which are FTR at this moment. And I, honestly, this black, this blind tag tournament is a genius move. Genius, right? Like it's, you couldn't ask for a better situation, right? If you're a writer, you're like, wait, so you're going to put such and such and such and such together who are random. Okay. I got a lot to work with here as far as writing. Like I got a lot of history to work with. I got a lot of like, getting to know each other, you know, teams that are flowing really well, teams that don't flow really well. You got storylines for that. It's just it's just a great way to, like, break things out to where not everything is about CM Punk, not everything is about, you know, the World Heavyweight title. Like, in this case, we're just, they're just having a good time with all these different storylines, you know. And so, yeah, I just think that was a genius move. Um, shout out to AEW for that. And I think if executed correctly, like this can be a big time thing that shoot, we might even see other promotions like WWE potentially steal that like blind tag team, you know, concept. Because uh, I, I just think it's a it's a outstanding prompt to write stories from, you know what I mean? And just like MJF, Adam Cole, they have history, but because they have history, and their tension with each other, it makes it 10 times better. Whereas if we had just a regular tag team tournament, MJF teamed up with some random, eh, it wouldn't be as fun. And it wouldn't probably be something that we carry on week to week, you know? And so I'm really happy with that. Um, I did want to mention that, like I mentioned earlier, the Owen Hart tournament, um, Ricky Starks for CM Punk. I'm hoping Ricky Starks gets the win. Ricky Starks get the win, but I am a little, I don't know. It's uh, I I don't see CM Punk losing this early on his comeback. You know what I mean? I think they're gonna kind of give um, Ricky Starks kind of the nod as far as like, hey, we believe in you. You're in the t- you're in the finals of the tournament. But at the end of the day, yeah, like you know. And so I I just I think that Ricky should win it, but it's CM Punk. You know, and I just don't th- see him getting a getting beat clean, essentially. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that matchup works next week. Ricky Starks versus CM Punk for the Owen Hart Tournament champion or trophy. Um, <clears throat> I did want to touch on some 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 of my favorite people in AEW right now. Some of my favorites. So I've met, I've talked at length about Orange Cassidy. That's my favorite wrestler right now in AEW. I just think. Honestly, I think he should be competing for the world title and things of that nature. Right now, he's defending the AEW Inter- International Championship with in a classic run right now that he's been doing that. And 
yeah, I just think Orange Cassidy has the character. He has the gimmick. He has the wrestling. He has the talking ability. He has everything you want in a high-quality wrestler who you want to give the big belt to and say, hey, carry us for however many months. I just think Orange Cassidy had that. And due to his character, he his matches aren't boring. His matches are are fun, are interesting, are funny in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I just think Orange Cassidy is one of the best out there and that he should get recognized as such, you know. Um, next, Brody King. He is a he is kind of the biggest member of the the House of Black. I think House of Black is dope. I really do. I think um I like the concept. I love the music. They've always had fire um theme songs, but I I am a little annoyed that Brody King hasn't gotten like a singles opportunity yet, right? He's had some matches and he's won them all, but it's also a little I don't know. I just I wish that Brody King was was out here competing for titles for singles championships. And that's kind of my issue with sometimes with AEW is like they kind of lean away. They kind of go away from the big guys and lean more into the average size guys, you know, and for better or worse, I just sometimes I'm like, are right, you still got to invest in your, you know, your talent over here and Brody King is just one of those guys, man. Again, he's probably like a <clears throat> a Terry Bradshaw, Samoa Joe, Gunther type mix, where he's <clears throat> like he's extremely physical. If you watch any of his matches with Darby Allen, like it makes you squeal a little bit, like the stuff he does to him. And he's a really good um, Brody King is a really good athlete, and so <clears throat> I think Brody has a high, high, high potential. And I'm hoping that House of Black, he stays in House of Black, because I do like the faction. It's just the progress is a little annoying. But I just, yeah, I, I just want Brody King to be be one of them top guys. Um, next, we have, like I mentioned earlier, in the finals against CM Punk, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is one of my favorites. Uh, he's pretty good on the mic. He sometimes struggles a little bit. But for, for the most part, he's really good on the mic. Um, and he, he has sort of a rock type of look charisma. He's not obviously not on that level, but that's kind of what people compare him to. Cause they see the charisma, they see the way he can talk and go at people on promo. So, um, yeah, where he starts one of my favorites. So I'm hoping he wins the, <laughs> you know, the, the own heart tournament. Cause I think that'd be really cool for him and really good for his career. Next we have Swerve Strickland, man. Swerve is one of my favorites, man. Like, dude can do anything. One of the best wrestlers in the world, by far. Like, Swerve Strickland can do anything. His finishing little, little, he'll have you on your, like, you'll be sitting down, but you'll be lifted your back up. Like, you'll be lifting up, and he'll jump up and, like, kick you in the back of your head. Bruh, it, it sounds so crazy. It sounds, it sounds like somebody busted your head open, you know. So, yeah, I'm just. I think Swerve should get an opportunity. Him and Orange Cassidy had a really good dynamic in that Royal Rumble and really good in their match after that. So I'm interested to see where Swerve goes next. Apparently he's going up against Keith Lee in a tag team match. I'm kind of cool on it. You know, um, I want to see Swerve going against somebody who can really push him. You know, and so 
Yeah, Swerve, one of the top ones. Jamie Hayter is one of the next. One of my favorite women's wrestlers in the world. I just think she has everything you're looking for, size, strength, ability to move, timing, and just, yeah, just really good, you know. And um, I think Jamie Hayter has an outstanding lariat clothesline. And I honestly think Jamie Hader right now, if you drop, if you took Jamie Hader out of AEW and dropped her into Friday Night SmackDown, she would do just fine. She'd do just fine against any any woman in the locker room. That's how good she is. And so, yeah, I just think Jamie Hader is top tier. There's really nobody messing with her um, in AEW women's division. All right, right. Next, we have Roger Strong, the Messiah of the Backbreaker. One of the greatest nicknames of all time, the Messiah of the Backbreaker. One thing I'll say is Roger Strong is one of my favorites because he uses, I love a person who targets an injury, targets a body part, and then just starts picking away at it. Oh, oh my gosh. That's that's pro wrestling right there to me personally. That's pro wrestling. So, um, yeah, Roger Strong, man, if you got a, if your back start hurting or your lower back, he got about 14 moves for you coming up next. You know what I mean? On the menu. So backbreakers, suplex backbreakers, all the different stuff. So um, love Roger Strong. Thought he had a really good match with Samoa Joe a couple weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, got beat up after the bell by Samoa Joe. But overall, I thought, you know, um, Roger did, did his thing. He actually coming back from being off for a little bit. So he's getting his win back. So, I'd be interested to see like a Roger Strong Orange Cassidy match. I think that'd be really good, really good. Um, and lastly, one of my favorite um, teams or wrestlers in AEW is the Elite. The Elite consists of Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And man, when I say they, when they go out there, they put on the show. Them dudes are top tier. Kenny Omega, we all know, is one of the best. But the young bucks need to get more respect. You know what I mean? They they put on amazing matches. They do some stuff that I'm like, yo, I've never seen that before. I've never even thought to do that thing before. Also, give it to young bucks for innovating the tag team division and doing some moves that I never would have thought of. You know, and and combination moves. And I'm just like, why did? How did they even think of doing that? So yeah, the elite and the um, that's the young bucks and. Kenny Omega, um, I really like what I'm seeing from them, and I hope it continues, you know. Um, but, yeah, AEW appreciation. I really like the promotion. Uh, I think it has a bright future, especially if they if it stays consistent and, and keeps, you know, some of the top guys there. I think it'll be fun. Um, all right. Now, for my top five. All right. My top five today is top five DDTs. You don't know what the synonym DDT means? Ah, you got the wrong podcast, my boy. My boy. Like a DDT, everybody knows a good strong DDT. Everyone's tried it in the backyard on the trampoline. Like it may have not ended well, but you tried it, you know. And so, my top five DDTs. Number five, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler has one of the best DDTs out there because his is like a jumping DDT. So basically you're standing straight up. Like if, let's say um, Dolph Ziggler is running at you and you're standing straight up. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler will jump up 
put his arm around your head, kind of go, go flat in the air, and then bring it on back real quick and uh, slam you in your head. And I will say what makes this move really great is the people who sell it. Um, they, I watched a, compliment, a compilation on Dolphin Ziggler's DDT, and man, like them dudes were selling for him. Like they was basically st- spiking themselves to make it look like that's what happens when the DDT is given, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah. Number five, Dolph Ziggler, the jumping DDT is just—it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Um, number four, the Miz. I call it. The, I heard someone said call it the low DDT. Um, the Miz. So basically, what the Miz does instead of usually the DDT is. I kick you in your stomach, you're bent over. I then wrap my arm around your your face uh, on your neck, and then I drive you to drive your head to the ground, right? Especially if it's like a snap DDT. Where in this case, um, the Miz, what he does is he walks up to you, kicks you in your knee, you fall down to your knees, and you're like, oh, man, it hurt. The Miz then does the DDT like him standing up, but you on your knees and then like rocks it and rolls it all the way through, man, it looks really good. Really good. Especially when he does it. Like I've seen him do it this year where he does it. Uh, the Miz does the low DDT with like a combination of something. Looks really good. Really good. Uh, number three, Johnny Gargano, Mr. Wrestling. Is it Johnny Wrestling? Yeah, Johnny Wrestling. Uh, Johnny Gargano's um, DDT involves the rope, the side rope, which is really cool. It's a different one. It isn't just your regular DDT. Um, and it's cool to see him like hit it in different scenarios and things of that nature. And so, um, yeah, I, I think Johnny Gargano's main DDT, like that's the one the reason he's here is the springboard DDT. So basically he's on the outside. The opponent is on the inside, kind of groggy, but starting to lift up. Johnny jumps over the rope, then doesn't even touch the ground yet, grabs the person's neck, and then drives them in for a DDT. Uh, it's just really cool to see because Gargano is a smaller guy. So seeing him do it makes you, I don't know, it just makes it look cooler uh, than a bigger guy doing it. And so, yeah, um, Johnny Gargano with the springboard DDT at number three. All right, number two. You know this guy very well, Randy Orton with the draping DDT. And for all you that know this, the draping DDT is uh, Randy Orton's special. Uh, it's not his finisher, but it's special in the video game. So it basically gets you up against the goats to get you in the ropes, has you bent over into the ropes from the outside to the inside, and then grabs your neck, pulls you through to where your ankles are on just the turnbuckles, and then he just drives your head into the ground, you know, uh, that draping DT always looks good. And his facial expressions add to it. It just looks like a deranged person's move, you know, than a regular person's move. So yeah, it was just Randy Orton has been doing it for years. One of the more original moves he has. And yeah, I just think he does it really well. Again, this the execution. I think honestly, if, Randy Orton went about, if he never did the, the RKO, but just did the DDT, basic DDT or drinking DDT, whichever version, I honestly think everybody would love it just because we love Randy. We know 
the different ways he performs a move. There's plenty of other people that do the draping DDT. Um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa does it, but it isn't as good as Randy's. And so for me, definitely got to have Randy Orton number two for the hanging DDT. Now, number one, I think we, we all know what it is. We all know why we're here. The number one in my top five DDTs is Jake the Snake Roberts. I call it the snap DDT, but that's not the official word for it. But, yeah, I just think Jake the Snake did the DDT better than anybody. I think he made it look menacing. He made it look like, you know, he was killing out there killing folks. You know what I mean? And I just think Jake, he always would. I feel like if you ever watched The Rock's DDT, I feel like he copied his off Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake would grab your head, kind of slap, slap your back, but then he's like, quickly moving towards dropping you on your head and uh man it lo- always looks great you know and so jake the snake kind of a man before his time uh with his ability to talk and ability to or you know be a really good person on the mic however i do think he also i think he changed the game as far as the ddt is concerned I can't, I don't know the full history of the DDT on where, or, you know, where the origins are and where it came from, but I thought he's the first person where I've, I've been like, oh man, like when he does the DDT, I'm like, oh man, is that person, he did it on okay? Like, you know, and so, yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts, just that DDT, the snap DDT is, is amazing. It's a thing of beauty. Um, But yeah, I, I just think, the DDT is a sacred move that I hope doesn't get saturated down. And I just, yeah, Jake the Snake, man, top guy. One of the best to ever do it. One of the best to ever do it. But all right, folks, this was a quick one. I want to get in and get out. I want to give you a little bit of my thoughts on AEW and all the great talent it has, all the great wrestlers it has, the great events it puts on. We we mess with AEW fully. The League of Melanated Gentlemen messes with AEW worldwide. Willis messes with AEW. Let's you know everybody just watch pro wrestling. You know what I mean. Whatever promotion it is, but yeah, folks, I really appreciate your time. Again, hit us up on the socials. Hit me up if you got a problem with my top five or anything. You know what I mean. Or my matches of the week. If you got any more suggestions, let me know. But. Yeah, until then, folks, we out. Yeah.